0: Good morning, good evening, good night. This is Giomi again, and I am on location. It's a mystery location, folks, and I am here with the one and only Tom. And we're trying a new segment out, there, out here, guys. And we're just calling it Tom Tom Tom's Ten. It's whatever Tom kind of wants to talk talk about. See what's what. And so, Tom, how's it there? how's how's it there? How's it
1: going, buddy? Uh, things have been busy, busy, busy lately. But that's always the life of. The glorious independent wrestler. Um, lately, I've been noticing a lot of online comments. People, Attitude Era, Attitude Era, Attitude Era, Greatest Era. Nothing's as good, etc., etc. Um, I love the Attitude Era wrestling. Obviously, kind of grew up with it. Yeah, and there I, were... I wish I want to say grew up, but I mean I'm not. I wish I was that young. <laughs> 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 but I, it was definitely part of my formative years of watching wrestling. Um, I love the Attitude Era, but it was... Everybody acts like it was this flawless, untouchable era, and so not to, you know, throw shade on the Attitude Era, but I just want to go over some stuff that maybe we all wanted to (laughs) maybe block out and uh, remind everyone that it wasn't the perfect era of Indescribable wrestling flawlessness that everyone remembers or chooses to read about on WWE.com and networks. Yeah, network. because who actually uh, goes back
0: and rewatches a full full Monday Night Raw from The Attitude Era? You watch matches, you watch spots.
1: I do, yeah. because my brother has to on tape. Oh, yeah, because. Yeah, yeah I just uh, outed myself. Yeah, that's Now bad. we just outed my age. <laughs> tape Trader, wait a minute. <laughs> Google. Google it, kids, figure out when tape trading was in, <laughs> figure out how old I am.
0: Because you know what, guys, tape trading is fun. It was. It was a super fun, fun, fun thing to do. You meet people on, online. You give them, you give them money, or hopefully they send you things. It's just kind of like Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, so top ten this week's Tom's ten is gonna be the top ten god awful attitude error moments you tried to forget, and I did specifically select 1997 through 2001. The, of the Attitude Era. Um, so, right off the top, we're going to start out with something that involved literal dog shit. Um, <laughs> the infamous Kettle from Hell match with uh, Al Snow and the Big Boss Man from Unforgiven 1999. Uh, the 16 minute debacle, backstory was almost as bad as the match itself. Backstory was the Big Boss Man had kidnapped Al Snow's dog. Murdered it and then fed it to Al's dog Pepper. And so right off we've got like three felonies. <laughs> That's the backstory for our match. Uh, fabulous, fabulous. So rather than you know have Fossman arrested or whatever, Al clearly needs to avenge this dog in the most ludicrous fashion you can imagine. Kennel from Hell was the traditional old blue cage from. Before. The 80s style wrestling Surrounded also by the helm cell cage and in between was going to be vicious rottweilers vicious attack rottweilers uh, However when the vicious attack rottweilers were brought out the dogs were terrified because there's 17,000 people in the arena and first off They only got three of the four dogs in the cage because the one dog bolted and they could not get it under control like it was just terrified it would not go in the cage and you can see it trying to hide under the ring apron (laughs) or the sorry they had the old curtain style aprons back then dogs trying to hide under the curtain apron to get away from the people because they're dogs and And this is before it even gets in the cage (laughs) Yeah. And so they get the door open of the cage and then the one dog ass immediately decides to mark this territory and pisses on the cameraman who's trying to film the business of that dog coming in. <laughs> so Um oh, God Now so the dogs are all in this cage territory, the ones they actually get in are now peeing all over the outside to mark the territory. And so now the match is underway, and the match itself is actually fairly, like, physical and brutal, but everyone's getting distracted by the fact that these dogs are like, peeing and pooping all around the ringside side, because they're terrified. So finally, you know, they turn the dogs loose, you know, from their handlers, and now it's vicious, and Al Snow makes a break through between the cages, and the dogs don't pay any attention to him at all, because the dogs immediately break loose and start humping each other. <laughs> have no interest whatsoever in the wrestlers yep and so the match goes on and there's nothing ever there's zero interaction in the match whatsoever between the wrestlers and the dogs there's one point where they're clearly trying to steer the dogs towards attacking the boss man and making it look like it's biting him but I'm pretty sure he's just scratching the dog's ears (laughs) and then the dogs are they just kind of cut away and they're trying to get the dogs out of the cage and you can it's just a literal shit show. <laughs> uh, number two moment. Uh, everybody talks about how guys aren't given their creative freedom and guys are packaged with bad gimmicks now. Well let's talk about Mark Henry sexual chocolate. World's strongest man, uh, former Olympian. One of largest the, largest man to ever talk a basketball. Yep.
0: One of the Good one shit. of the pretty much baddest man on the planet, Story, sorry to steal Mike, Mike uh, Tyson's line, but he is.
1: Yes, um, and legitimately it won the World's Strongest Man competition in 1997, uh, comes in and he is sexual chocolate, uh, he is wearing bright gold, his, uh, his, we get to hear how he's such a sexual tyrannosaurus that he lost his virginity to his cousin Sally. When he was, I believe it was when he was six. Um, there was a raw segment where he slept with an obvious transsexual and then discovers as the lights go out and the blankets, and he reaches down and goes, Oh God, then goes, Eh, and goes, Anyway. <laughs> Which was funny, but I mean, does make me want to, you know, cheer for the guy's win loss record. And of <laughs> course, ultimately, their relationship with Mae Young and the birthing of a hand young only gave birth to a hand for some reason on raw this is a primetime tv show well, friday nineteen ninety seven. other horrible horrible gimmicks that took up way too much line that everyone thinks is funny but it was a terrible segment was the alvinus and kind tie i choppy choppy your pp <laughs> <laughs> everyone like rivers that and giggles like oh that was funny that was five weeks worth of TV. Five weeks worth of TV to People. make a I Chalky Chalky or Pee-Pee gig. Uh, it started with Val. Val Venus was a he was a porn star of a wrestler for our young, young listeners and yep. the leader of the we're trying to glaze over how super racist this gimmick was. <laughs> uh, leader of the Kai and faction was their manager was Yamaguchi's son uh, and he spoke in Pitched in English. Um, but anyway, Alvinus filmed the porno with Yamaguchi-san's wife and showed it on Raw. And so uh, Yamaguchi-san was going to uh, paddle. Basically, he's going to beat his wife in the ring <laughs> to discipline <do> her. <laughs> in 1998. Yeah, this, this isn't like. 50, 50 years ago. This is 1998. Yeah, so Yamaguchi-san's gonna paddle his wife with this wood paddle in the ring, and Val Venus comes out and makes the save. And, you know, um, so the next week, Kaijai uh, comes out with a bunch of like salamis and sausages, and of course Yamaguchi-san's got a samurai sword, and uh, talks about how he's going to choppy-choppy Val's pee. And so... Next week is a tag team match, and uh, Takuma Chinoku was teamed up with Val Venus. Takuma had been a good guy at this point in WWE and turned on Val during the match, and then they dragged him off, beat up Val, and dragged him off to the back to do the heinous act. And then they've got him strung up and butt naked. And right when Yamaguchi-san goes to swing the samurai sword, The lights go out, and for some reason that caused them to miss. And then we were told later that Val Venus was rescued because the lights were turned off and he was set free by John Wayne Bobbitt. I'm not making this up. There's a Bruce Prichard interview where he talks about it on his podcast. And he wrote the segment with, unsurprisingly, Vince Rousseau. Oh, Um, so. so you have five weeks of TV, August 3rd, 98. Google it, if you don't believe me. Uh, number four, that was an idea that started out hot and then just fell flat. Uh, Stone Cold's Austin, separate injury. He was run over by a car at SummerSlam in uh, 99. So we had months of speculation over who ran over Stone Cold's D Boston. And then it built up. Ultimately, we found out Survivor Series, 1999. Rikishi too, and I did it for the rock <laughs> in the most unimpressive moment in the Attitude Era history because uh, Rikishi is a cousin of the rock both Samoan from the Anawai family which they never brought up ever, which would previously never before. been mentioned at all um, and that Rikishi is in fact. I don't think it was even really brought up much in the mat, in the story that they were in fact uh, like they're like second or third cousins. Yeah. Um, going back to their great grandfather, High Chief. Yeah.
0: But also every wrestling Samoan is is kinda 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 related except for Joe.
1: Yes. <laughs> it seems that way sometimes. Who so actually uses the name Samoan Joe? It, it's just that there's like 50 NOIs running around is what it is. Yeah, the family's huge. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, uh, Rikishi proceeds to become a bad guy, but really doesn't do anything different and just becomes the rum shaking assassin. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, that one, as well as everyone thinks, it does. Um, number five, in terms of other build-ups that they completely wasted, came. The monster Kane made his debut of Bad Blood 1997 in Cage Match. Or Hell in Cell, sorry. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. Uh, didn't talk for almost two years. Kane had his voice damaged in the fire as a child. and Couldn't talk. So for years it was built up that he couldn't talk with his voice box. And it was the mystery of what Kane's voice would sound like. And finally, during a team-up with D, with DX... Um, that particular version of DX was X Pac and Road Dog at that point. Then Kane's first words were suck it. I completely forgot about the Kane voice box. Yeah. yeah. I wish we could just have a visual how Justin's head literally just dropped. He remembered <laughs> that. So that was, uh, uh, yeah. So between August 1997 and debut, and August 9th, 99 on Raw. And
0: Kane is probably one of the smartest men in the WWE ever. He's the mayor of a city. He is the man with the most matches on WWE television ever. And he has a voice box.
1: Yeah. All right. Yes. Um, number six. It's pretty straightforward why this was a god-awful idea. Um, Pat Patterson versus Gerald Briscoe in an evening out match from King of the Ring 2000. Yep. Two 60-year-old dudes, legends of the business, and they're gonna have an evening out match. The King of the Ring, enough said. Um, It was not a good match. Number seven, this was one that everybody forgets, um, but it sucked. What is it? Um, it was. Everyone loved Undertaker's rebirth, coming back with the ministry. Yep. But that kicked off. Uh, Raj work January 11th 1999. The acolytes, Farouk and Midian, had kidnapped uh, preliminary wrestler Dennis Knight. And Undertaker came out and they proceeded to sacrifice him to the dark side live on Raw, which consisted of Undertaker, they've been ominous signs, Undertaker was returning a much darker, so Undertaker finally, after like literally 11 minutes of like long-winded talk, some of which was just in like speaking in tongues or like Latin, the La two seminar, da-da, no one cares, who-da, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Undertaker comes out, cuts his wrist, Yep bleeds into a cup, and has Midian drink it, then makes a four-minute speech, all in tongues, and Latin, which Midian then drinks, and then is reborn, as Midian the Dark Disciple.
0: Isn't that the same guy who ran around the arena naked? Yes, it is. Okay.
1: <laughs> Poor Dennis Knight. <May. laughs> He's a good um, wrestler. <laughs> so overall, this was like probably... 18 20 minutes diapred on Raw. Yeah, uh, alright, so number eight, um, um, I'm gonna talk about it in but the Pretty Mean Sisters, once again, completely wasting talent. Um okay. Two of them were wasting no talent. Uh, but Terry Runnels, Mr. Akimor, uh Ryan Shamrock, and Sean Savak, who'd be known as Meat. Yep. Uh so the pretty mean scissors. That's right, their gimmick is PMS. Came out with shirts that said PMS. Uh, their type included PMS. Fantastic gimmick. Um, yep. And Meat was there, I guess he was her boy toy. And X gimmick was that he was meat, and he lost all of his matches because he was oversexed. Which is funny, except when you think maybe that happened once or twice, but this was like his whole run. <laughs> like, um, and also give you a mind Sean Stasiak isn't like some nobody job guy he is a second generation son of Sam Stasiak who was the worldwide Wide Wrestling Federation champion back in 1973 and a member of the WWE Hall of Fame beat Pedro Morales uh, wow. back in 73 uh, he's former two time Big Ten second place champion second place winner seriously <laughs> pretty damn sorry, you're only yeah. the second best wrestler in the country, twice. Yep. Uh, and he actually grew up in uh, Toronto and was the Office Ontario Federation of Secondary School Association, high school champion wrestler. Uh, and so he got to, yeah, fantastic amateur record, uh, second generation lineage, greatness, and he gets to come in as the guy who loses because he had too much sex. The girl. What do you think? Was that a McMahon
0: thing or a Russo thing?
1: I don't think anybody wants to admit to it in hindsight. <laughs> um, number nine. You, there's a bit of a theme in the last few here. Uh, we're gonna talk about the oddities. Oh man. Oh. That was one of those fun. We're gonna. Everybody talks about how bad the PG pitch to kids stuff is now. Oddities was one of the first. We're gonna pitch the kids. And was a terrible collection of people who should not have been together. Um, but they were the oddities, They were like a freak show kind of gimmick. Uh, debuted in May '97. It was the Jackal was the manager. It was uh, Don Callis Cyrus, uh, Kurgan, Giant Silva, uh, Golga who was Earthquake wearing a mask. Yeah. Uh, With the lump that moved. Yes. <laughs> the hump. Yep. Uh, ICP, um, Violent J, and Shaggy Dope, which they actually just put out a, their fifteenth album. Great rappers. Um, they're actually like good hardcore wrestlers, but in terms of being a PG family draw, I don't know what anybody, I don't know if they had any, if they've ever met them at all. No,
0: I don't think they had any idea what they did. I think they were just, hey, they're on WCW as uh, clowns Yeah. So um, they hired them.
1: Luna Vichon, uh, George the Animal Steel And. Uh,
0: oh, yeah, George was in there.
1: Yes, very briefly prior to his retirement. And yep. not to be rude to anybody, but both Kirby and Giant Silva suffered from very advanced acromegalia. So yep. they were incredibly limited physically. Uh, Earthquake was wearing a hump costume and was pushing 50 at this point. Yep. George Animal Steel was well into his 50s at this point. ICP hated being there. <laughs> yes. Uh, so it did not go well, uh, it was named Wrestling Observer Magazine's worst stable of the year of 1998. I'm not worst one stable to, of ever. Yeah, I'm not one to give Dave Meltzer big credit, but that's one of the few things we agreed on. <laughs> um, and they disbanded in 99 when most of them left the company. Yeah. Um, and the final top, you know, top 10 terrible thing is just... era uh, had just garbage tables in general. Um, everybody is like DX and The Nation. And like it was such a... There was so many god awful ones. Um, they tried to repack Legion of Doom 2000. Uh... QMS, in oddities we've mentioned, uh, the right to censor, which was when we had the uh, good father, because he was the godfather reformed.
0: Yeah, that was the worst idea ever. I'm like, hey, we have an awesome gimmick that everybody loves. Let's kill it.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the good father, boring Valuenis, Stevie Richards, Ivory and the cat. The cat doing PG stuff it was like, why are you even here anymore? Is, um, well we all know why she,
0: why she was there the length of time she was
1: yeah uh, the corporate ministry which was when the ministry merged with the corporation for it made no sense anymore because it was The undertaker Vincent Shane Farouk Bradshaw the boss man and at Triple H China Rodney Pete Gass, and Paul Bearer.
0: see thisissa is one guy who I have no idea why he had as long a career as he did.
1: He was a fantastic worker.
0: It just—he was a big dude. I
1: just—I was never. A, um. Never, never, a, never a Mabel, a Mabel, fan. He was a guy. He was actually a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic worker. I've talked to many people who, sorry, worked with wrestle him once, and I've talked to other people who wrestle him, and they said he was just an amazing worker. Um, he just had—he's one of those guys who he was always packaged poorly. Like, yeah, you know, like, maybe that's why, because I. I'm normally a big fan of the big guys,
0: the giants. Yeah. Like I've always had a.
1: Because he had the big guy beat gimmick too. Yeah. It just was. A very odd. I don't know why they, Vince always wanted to put him in neon purple.
0: I I, I don't understand that.
1: Yeah. He, uh-huh. Oh yes,
0: and if if he would have been packaged as a, I say not to say it, but a stone cold killer. Yeah. Like. He put it on Mark Henry Hall uh, in way back when.
1: Like when he was Viscera in the black trench coat, and yeah. the, That was that was badass. Yeah. No, and then that he was... just kind of got lost in after Ministry broke up.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, also, everybody remembers how awesome the Nation was. Yep. Uh, everyone forgets what the original Nation of Domination was, like terrible. Uh, it oh, yeah. was Farouk. That's when he was Farouk the Roman gladiator. He had the, uh, nerf, the foam Nerf helmet. That lovely helmet. That is the source of many personal jokes, and anyone who's read the McFoley book will get the don't take the foam helmet joke <laughs> reference. Yep. Uh, so Farouk Kassan, JC Ice, Wolfie D, Lo Brown, Crush. Yeah, Crush the Hawaiian guy. Why was Crush never... I don't know. Why? Uh... Savio Vega and then Clarence Mason was the manager for the. Nation. I can
0: I can see Savio Savio Vega in it,
1: yeah. like crush. Really? Yeah. Uh, Savio would leave to go join Los Barrios. Yeah. Uh, Puerto we stable, but so yeah, general just garbage tables. Uh, also like to point out, everyone remembers DX, but there was like five versions of DX which frequently feuded with themselves. Yeah. Uh, including one angle where. I think it was Triple H Shine, China TV with Road Dogg and Xbox over who got the rights, the corporate rights to DX, Called himself, DX. Yep. It just... You will not find that on the WWE Network, I guarantee empty.
0: Yeah they're very finicky with what they put on, on, on the network, only things that make them look look, look really good.
1: And um, just a couple of... So that was the, Top ten total garbage moments from the year. A couple other ones I just want to throw on, just for dishonorable mentions. I didn't want to, but I could skip over. Was the Boss Man, crashing, Big Show's father's funeral, <laughs> at Armageddon, two thousand. That, that one make that that
0: one makes makes me laugh. Just how up, absurd it is.
1: Yeah, and uh, it consisted of like Boss Man literally drove up somehow the car that somehow had like a giant cartoon bullhorn on it and pulls up and uh, beats up Big Show and hooks a chain to the coffin and then drags the coffin way behind the car and Big Show jumps on it and,
0: oh my God. and
1: then they just drive away like that and you never find him that and was just the end of the segment. And it's never brought up again? <laughs> yeah. Like so he, did he steal his body? Did he Big Show carry it back. Like What happened? Did did the chain break and Big Show just had to carry it back? Once again, this is one of those boss man committing felonies to start off the story. Oh
0: um, my god,
1: that's good. I, I, I didn't want I, to like, I, really like throw, make it sound like the boss man. Boss man was really fantastic. It just, he one was my saddled my with the... Um, Really terrible storylines late in his career. Because, um, you
0: know, I think his career, he had such a long career because he said yes. Yeah. To no matter what. Just like, yes, I want to do that.
1: Um, there's also a uh, headbanger, Chaz, being repackaged as Beaver Cleavage. Where it's basically he was like Beaver to Beaver, but yeah. wanted to be with the lady who was supposedly his mom. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just. And then See, the network high it, so because it was so I, stupid and defensive.
0: Yeah, I and I was a huge fan of the of, of the Headbangers. So right why back, would you? Back when. That's saying.
1: what I mean. Like the Headbangers was one of the most underrated tag teams of the nineties. The Headbangers were great, and they should have been the team to find the nineties. I think. Yeah.
0: And they, um, and they, they were champions at one point. Yeah. Which um, I, he, he was one of the guys who dragged and disrespected the belt before Naito,
1: did it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was funny. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, anytime your gimmick is like incest for your mom flat manager. Probably, yeah. a, probably a bad idea. Oh, yeah. And, oh, well, last but not least, that a lot of people remember this one, but it's funny I had to bring it up, the Brawl Tournament. Uh, if you've ever listened to something to wrestle with, guys,
0: one of my favorite podcasts, if you have, like, nine hours to listen to two to, to guys talk talk about wrestling, just... And insult each other, it's great. I, well, I, I love that show, go check it out. But they bury the Brawl for All at least once and episode.
1: And I will tell you why. So, this wasn't a one night, one off thing, this was a three month, uh, in. 98 UFC was really starting to gain traction um, and so in June 98 they started off the brawl for all tournament uh, and it went three months and it was shoot boxing like legit boxing real guys having it out so A it was disaster because a lot of guys were getting hurt left and right uh, and the guys they wanted to win weren't winning because it was guys legit beating the out of each other.
0: Yeah, and also, uh, these guys, they're not boxers.
1: Yeah, they're wrestlers. Um, so it was three months of awkward. Every episode, there was a really awkward boxing match, um, which fans did not appreciate, and guys kind of got pointlessly hurt for. Um, yep. Which built up to WrestleMania 15, the finals, the winner. This is like the worst fucking prize I've ever heard in my life. Winner yeah. of the Raw for, for All tournament, gets after, to go fight, super heavyweight, uh, IBA International Boxing Association, super heavyweight champion at the time, Butterbean. And here's the thing.
0: After three months of getting legit beat up, not that wrestlers don't take a beating every single night in the ring, I'm not saying that. but like guys punching you in the head for three months, and then you get to fight a super heavyweight professional boxer. Not just a, a heavyweight, a man that could probably punch through a concrete wall.
1: Yeah, so... And this is also the tie with Butterbean's trying to prove how legit his sport is. So... Yeah, uh, WrestleMania 15, Bargun, and underdog Gun wins up Ends up winning the Brawl for All tournament and gets to take on Butterbean. Also, at this time, Butterbean is 330 pounds, so he weighs gun. Which no little man, but he's got 70 pounds on Bart Gun. Uh, 330 pounds, 43 1 and 1 professional boxing record. 36 of those wins by knockout.
0: Yeah. Because I, I I actually followed Butterbean's career. And his one loss was because the guy came out. And if I remember this incorrectly, guys, sorry, but I remember the one loss. The guy got one lucky punch on his jaw at the very beginning. And he bowed out because he he took the loss because he got he dropped his gloves at the wrong time and just took a square thing in the jaw and I think he actually cracked it. So and he called called the match. It wasn't for a title. It was early on in his career.
1: So basically, Butterbean's undefeated at this point. Yeah. He's virtually undefeated uh, and a knockout machine and he goes out there and just proceeds to beat the shit out of Bart God. And Bart gets just devastated and, and he, he gets knocked the fuck out and at he 35 a, seconds into the match. Into the round.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't, and it was not pretty. It wasn't like a yeah. old look. Um, um, Butterbean was, like, if you could have put, put Butterbean and Tyson in, in there, would have been a fight. If you would have put Bud bean in any boxer at that time, it would have been a fight.
1: The original plan had been for Doctor Steve Williams to win, but because there was a shoe fight tournament and Williams got hurt, Mark Gunn ended up taking the whole thing. And oh, yeah, just devastating knockout. Like looked horrible and. It was just really embarrassing for wrestling in general. <laughs> it was in WrestleMania. <laughs> it was not. It was not.
0: I, I'd say that's probably top five worst wrestling moments.
1: Oh yeah, like Bart Gun did not. He got held away from the ring. Yeah. It was bad. Like, like,
0: and and nothing against Bart Gun. I liked the Smoking Guns as a as as a tag team. Elbowheads oh, had for that time. It was
1: they were a great a great team and I'm not saying like this is like wow. a gun. I'm just saying it was a shit idea to Yeah, whoever put there on the biggest stage of the year against someone who wanted to eat him for breakfast to make a point about his industry and did
0: yeah
1: alright but yeah so there you go um 10 plus attitude error moments you tried to forget
0: yep when, when, once again Tom thank you